Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Intuitively Integrative. If this is your first time here, hello, my name is Olivia. Um, And if you have been here before, hi again. Thank you for coming back. It means so much to me. I can't believe I am already on my 10th episode of the second season. I think this is 24 episodes at this point. It's so crazy. I... I started this and I was like, you know, we'll see where it goes. It's something I want to do. It should be fun. And now I've just completely fallen in love with sharing all of my emotions because it's easier to get them out than to keep them inside my own head. And I'm just grateful that you listened to this crazy ramble that I seem to go on every single week. Um, With that being said, Last week was a very, very heavy week, and I am sending my love and prayers and thoughts to anyone who is listening. If you had any effects on your home or your car, anything basically from the hurricane, and um, please, please, if you know me, reach out to me, and if you don't know me, know that you're in my prayers. Um but I hope that you recover quickly from that. And like I said, I am praying for you. So today's episode, I really had been thinking about it because this topic has been on my mind and you can kind of see a pattern with my episodes that I touch on different things at different points of the season. Um, And I thought that it was time to cover this topic again. So basically today, I am going to be talking all about intuitively eating, nourishing your body properly, and honestly, just really focusing on your intuition and guiding light from God. So I'm going to ask you a few questions like I tend to be doing recently, and I really want you to think of them because as I get into the episode, I then want you to reassess those questions that I'm asking you and Think about how you can change your perspective. So first, do you ever find yourself always doing what everyone else is doing because you think that is the right answer or the key to what will bring you that success? Do you ever think that because someone else is doing something, you should be too? Do you struggle to make your own decisions because of cultural or societal pressures? yet you very well know what your intuition is trying to teach you? Do you base your decisions on what someone else is doing because it looks good for them? Well, let me tell you this. Despite whatever you answered, you know you best. No one else. Something that's really challenging that I think we've all been facing recently in the last 20 years, maybe 30, probably 40 and 50 and ever since the start of time because there just is such a stigma when it comes to what everybody else is eating and not always focusing on yourself. Diet culture is so unhealthy and if you literally think about the word diet culture, what does that even mean? A diet has a culture. Are you in a culture that surrounds themselves with everything that has to do with eating and dieting and restricting? Honestly, think about that. When I recognized diet culture, why would I ever want to be in a culture that restricts themselves and deprives themselves? 
Diet culture is all about people telling you what you should or shouldn't be eating, but last time I checked, not everybody in this world went to school to become a registered dietitian. And registered dietitians are the only people that can give you sound advice when it comes to what you should or shouldn't be eating because they have that knowledge on that. You wouldn't go to a doctor to help you fix your car, so why would you go to social media to help you with what you should be eating? It just doesn't add up. Why does it matter what someone else tells you how much or what you should be doing to exercise? Well, I'm sorry. If someone told me that I had to do Zumba or do a dancing class in order to sweat, um, I would do it because I like to try new things, but it would not be for me. So why are you asking other people's opinion about what you should be doing? Now, I'm using you as a very informal you. When I say you, I don't mean you on the other end and trying to attack you. But what I mean is, when I say you, I really want you to be thinking about if this is something that you do experience. Media only makes money if they hook you on the latest trend, not to actually help you. I'm sorry, but someone had to tell you this. Media doesn't push things out and label things to be the best of the best to help you for the sake of you. They do it because they're trying to make a trend or to make money. It's unfortunate, but a very vulnerable and impressionable society that we are tends to cling on to these things and believe them. Food fear is not fun, and diet culture is rooted in fear. Fear of death and disease, fear of not being enough, fear of certain foods, fear of what people will think of you, fear that you're not good enough, fear that you're not worthy enough, fear that you don't have a purpose, fear that you don't look good in that certain outfit, fear about what society thinks about you. None of those were positive, yet all of those things that I just mentioned are all encompassed in diet culture. We think that we should be afraid of certain foods, but really that is just our own mind convincing us that it's going to do harm to you. It is your own mind playing tricks on you based off of what the devil and what society tells, and those two can coincide. There is no such thing as bad food. Yes, 100%. There are way more nutritious foods and things that can support your body and its functioning so much better than others. But the only bad food that there is, is if you're allergic to it, or it's expired, or there's mold on it. All natural organic peanut butter fuels my body. It's healthy fats. There's protein. It is a good food that nourishes me. Good for me, Olivia. Healthy for me, Olivia. But the person next to me who's allergic to peanuts, that's not healthy or good for them. You know by now, if you listen, I always implement scripture into my podcast because That is my form of healing and coping and my guiding direction of life. So if this is not 
relevant to you, please feel free to skip over it. But underlying, I really want you to listen to the words. 1 Timothy 4 verses 4 through 5 says, We know that all creation is beautiful to God, and there is nothing to be refused if it is received with gratitude. All that we eat is made sacred by the word of God in prayer. Listen, every food is made sacred because God and created and intended for us to eat it. Well, God did not create high fructose corn syrup or chemicals. But what I mean is God created and intended for us to eat real, nourishing foods. Whether it's broccoli, or it's ice cream, or it's orange juice, or it's energy bites, or it's black bean brownies, does it nourish you? This doesn't mean that one food is better than the other, or one food is more holy. It means each person needs different foods at different times, in different seasons of their life, depending on our individual needs, cravings, and the environment around us. I'm going to go back to that and repeat it. It means each person needs different foods at different times, different seasons, depending on our individual emphasis on that word individual needs cravings and the environment that surrounds us in my nutrition school program we learn primary and secondary foods now if you've listened to one of my first episodes you probably know or are familiar with this concept but i'm just going to reiterate it primary foods come from this thing called the circle of life And within the circuit of life, we have joy, we have our career, we have relationships, we have finances and spirituality, and so many other different things, which is primary food, the things we first focus on. And then there's secondary food, and secondary food is the food we actually eat, the food we consume. God created our bodies, and he created them to be fearfully and wonderfully made. Therefore, we need to identify what is our primary food functions, and how can we use secondary food to support those, so we can nourish our fearfully and wonderfully made body. When primary food aspects of your life are out of whack, of course there are going to be things within the food you actually consume that differ. But that's what it means to live. When there is perhaps something that's affecting you and it's affecting that joy, maybe you're going to go to foods that are within secondary food that make you feel more comforted. Maybe that's more carbs or chocolate or maybe a glass of wine or whatever that is for you. And maybe when you're on cloud nine and you're feeling great and you have everything going for you in that moment, maybe you need lighter things. Maybe you need things that are going to energize you and give you so much bounty to accomplish those next things. So if God made us fearfully and wonderfully made to assess our primary and secondary foods to support our functions, You need to believe that you can trust the natural design 
of your body because you can trust your creator, which is God. Genesis tells us that God's creation was good. Therefore, everything within it, if it was created by God, is good. Psalm 139 verses 13 through 14 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. When we try and alter God's creation, we are ruining his perfect piece of art. Think about it. Would you ever go to an art gallery? Now, I'm not saying you're an art critic. I just mean, would you ever go to an art gallery and ruin someone's art piece? A masterpiece. Would you take a sculpture and throw it on the ground? No. So why do we try and destruct and demolish God's perfect creation? Essentially, it's the same thing. Your body is exceptionally resilient. It knows everything that it needs. And I know I've said this before, but if none of this is making sense, go back to this. If you can trust yourself to use the bathroom or know when you're tired, why can't you trust yourself to eat and to listen to your body when it comes to exercise and movement? Another thing that I wanted to talk about is society always tells us that we need to be doing a detox or a cleanse or we need to get back to eating clean. Well, I hope you're eating clean because you should be washing your fruits and vegetables. That's what clean means. Nothing else. Stop using the word clean eating because what is clean for you is not clean for someone else. And you also don't know if you using those types of words like clean eating are affecting someone else who is struggling with something like this. There is no such thing as clean foods. The only clean foods that there are is when you scrub your sweet potatoes and you soak your grapes in baking soda. Your liver and kidneys do a wonderful job of filtering out what you don't need and saving what we do. That is why God created them, to do their job. You don't need a celery juice or turmeric and water, diet culture, calling what that is a detox. Those things aid and support your immune function. Those things aid your organs. But if you drink one bottle of celery juice, Tomorrow, you are not going to be clean from that. When things are claimed to be good for you, there is a lot of stuff that is not covered in that. What is good for me is not good for you, yet a label cannot decipher who is who. Therefore, why are we relying on a label and not our body to tell us the truth? If you and I both go into a supermarket and we read something that says multi-grain or highly nourishing or organic or this and that, well, you don't know what I can eat. You don't know what I'm allergic to or what I have an intolerance to. Neither does the food label 
or the people manufacturing it. Therefore, how are you supposed to know if that is good for you based off of a health claim? God never condemns or guilts us over our size or food choices or what we look like. God never tells you that you need to lose weight or you cannot eat that certain thing or if you eat, you need to burn it off. None of that comes from God. That comes from the enemy. And you know it's not from God since God does not use fear to motivate us. Dieting keeps us focused on cleaning up our outside. But nourishing keeps us focused on the inside. So, if losing weight is your goal right now, you can do that by nourishing your body in a way that works for you and your goals. If you're trying to gain weight, you can do that by nourishing your body. When we diet, we are ignoring the only one who can make us clean, worthy, and loved. And there is only one, and that is God. Nothing good comes from dieting, since over the long run, it often harms our physical and mental health, and will starve you much more than just in that moment. When you lean on to God, you're able to identify what you need that he is providing for you. Therefore, you know what you need best because God knows you and knows what you need. Ask him for his grace and for healing and he will provide for you. Sometimes we pray asking for all of our wants. And you know what? God turns around and gives us what we need. Not what something says online, or on a nutrition label, or on the next best advertisement. Now, as I said before, I am not saying that media comes from the devil. Well, honestly, actually, I think a lot of it does. However, what I do mean is, instead of going to social media to tell you when to eat, or to tell you when you should or shouldn't be exercising, start asking yourself. Last time I checked, you personally were never a social media trend. Start blessing your body instead of harming it because you know you best. I'm going to ask you to do this with me and if you're in the car or if you're doing something, do it whenever you have the chance. Do it every morning and every night and every single middle of the day. Do it as many times as you need it, because this is what has helped me reframe my thinking and set my gaze on what I know is right and true. So first, I'm doing it with you. Spread your arms open wide and take a deep breath. Now cross your arms and give yourself a hug. And hold yourself there and close your eyes. Love your body. Now open those arms and take your right hand and cross it over your heart. Do you feel that? That's your heart beating. That is you living. 
Life does not come from dieting or not listening to your body. Touch your heart and be still and point your gaze to God and know that he is there for you. Show your body compassion and grace, just like God continues to do for us when we question his perfect creation. You are more worthy than you think, and you are more worthy than a number on the scale or a pant size. Stop caring about taking more space up in this world. The world needs more of you. And you're never going to accomplish that if you keep shrinking yourself. I hope you have a beautiful week. And every single time you need that little reminder about blessing your body instead of harming it, come back to this episode and do it with me. Spread your arms open wide. Give yourself a hug. And feel your heartbeat because you are living. I love you. Take care. Bye.